0: YouTube is the com folks, welcome to The Convict Podcast. I'm your host, Moliere Dimash. Um, I've been telling you guys for a minute now, um, I wanted to do a segment on Randall Jordan Aparo, right? And um, it's not going to be in the IG Files uh, Mysterious Deaths playlist because it's not mysterious. We know who killed him, we know why he died, and we know um, how he died and and that the officers were arrested that killed him. But his death uh, serves as a valuable learning experience to understand why this system operates the way that it does and how it operates the way that it does. And really why I actually have a purpose to continue doing the show that i'm doing um for example right you guys know that i read from inspector general files this stuff is public record okay it's heavily redacted but it's made available for public inspection okay that's what public servants are supposed to do they serve the public they uh you know gather this information that is of public interest and they give it to the people right Transparency at its finest, supposedly, right? This is is one of the scariest things uh, as a citizen, as an American citizen. And you know, don't don't get confused by my name. I'm from Plant City, like I'm, I'm from Orlando, but I, I was born in in America. Just you know, full stop. But uh, as a citizen of this country, corruption at its finest, frightens me. Okay? So, let's talk about Randall Jordan Aparo for a second. Now, when he died, right? Of course, you know, they gassed him in his room and they sprayed him with so much of this terroristic chemical agent, this tear gas, they sprayed him with so much of it. It outlined his body and his Bible while he was on the ground trying to breathe through a crack of air, right? And uh, it, it was so atrocious, it led to an actual inspector, an inspector with the office of the inspector general to have his conscience eat at him. Okay? Eat at him. Meaning, an inspector by the name of Aubrey P. Land had a conscience. Now, this goes back to what I was saying in um, the video uh, uh, confessions from an ex-department employee, where you got to think about people who struggle with themselves, really struggle with themselves in order to pay their bills. So, talking about Randall Jordan Aparo leads us to in, in Inspector Land, who is probably the most significant person I could ever talk about and my line of, of, of duty talking about inspectors okay it, it, me and inspectors going back and forth has been pretty much uh the crux of my purpose as far as being a public servant me getting the message to you guys based on experiences i would never want you guys to have i'm grateful that i went through it so that i can shine a light on it so that other people don't have to go to prison do the battles that I did and learn the lessons that I learned and it's a valuable experience but back to Aubrey P. Land right I honestly believe that if any single journalist ever and we might not see this for years to come possibly even decades if one day we see Aubrey P. Land on 60 Minutes or, you know, uh, we we, we can hear him on This American Life or or, or something of that nature. I think he will be a journalistic goldmine. And I'm going to tell you why. Aubrey P. Land had a conscience, right? And the way that Randall Jordan Aparo killed him, uh, the the way that they killed Randall Jordan Aparo, uh, excuse me, uh, really aided this man's conscience to where he had to Confess. Take a look at his Facebook post. He got on Facebook and and let everybody know I'm confessing. An inspector has to confess? This is an inspector who knows where all of the bones are buried. All of the bodies. He, He knows where everything's at. So, he blows the whistle on the Randall Jordan Aparo case, right? So after he he blows the whistle um he loses his job now i've been told by an inspector that worked at swanee correctional institution I, ironically we're going to get to uh, something related to swan in a minute especially with uh, the inspector we're talking about but there was an inspector named uh, inspector van and um we had a conversation about that because i was exposing so much abuse so much abuse when i was in swanee and He cut the tape record off to keep me from exposing more abuse. We had an argument. And he told me, if I went around pointing the finger at these officers for the shit they're doing, I will lose my job. Those were his exact words. Right. So, you know, just think of, uh, you know, at at some point, if you had to work in hell, literally, you had to work in hell amongst demons and monsters Could you do it? Could you actually function as a human with a soul and a heart? As a human with compassion for your loved ones? Could could you imagine your loved ones being there amongst organized murder? Really? So, Aubrey Lamb lets this off of his chest. And he paid dearly for it. But, there was a burden lifted off of his life. The, the, The fact that he was... He may have been assisting in the cover up of senseless murders. So Aubrey Land uh, confesses that Randall Jordan Aparo was murdered and how they murdered him, and boom, he gets fired by the state of Florida. Do you know that the same public records that put out these summaries about how inmates were killed, Randall Jordan Aparo is no longer there? He died in 2010. The cover up was exposed in 2014. It's almost 2020 and they removed his death from the website. Now, you know, it, it's almost like he didn't die in prison. That's uh that, that that that's a falsification of the record, right? His whole report is gone. There's no way for me to pull Randall Jordan Aparo's case file and read it to you guys and say, "Look, this is going on this is what's going on with him this is what's redacted and i can't poke holes in it like i've been doing for everybody else because it would have been too many it would have came with holes in it they wouldn't even need redactions it would be that many holes i could poke into that case file and they removed it from the site they they, it it no longer exists so you gotta wonder why and the reason is that aubrey p land exposed that file as false and misleading then it was found to be false and misleading so guess what the government doesn't put that out for public consumption anymore because it was evidence of a crime it in itself was criminal so now if we want to dig and find out what really happened to randall jordan aparo we have to rely on the media we have to rely on journalists who preserved the record. Those of us who actually saw, uh, you know, parts of that file or or parts of, uh, from other litigations that reveal what was in that. So uh, with with, with Aubrey P. Land, he actually happened to be an inspector at Swanee. Now, you know, a lot of people would tell you, other camp they, they, everybody could, could have an opinion about what's the worst prison in the state of florida Mo, nine times out of ten they're gonna tell you like butler just because butler is just like the poster boy for Klan activity and, and all those three officers uh they got arrested for being in the ku klux klan after they plotted to murder a black man they came from lake butler Butler is the camp that's known for having a jar full of gold teeth that they kick out of inmates mouths. I saw that gold, that, that, that jar full of gold teeth. I thought it was a rumor. I thought it was just like something the older convicts would, would, would tell us about to try to keep us in check and scare us. I seen it. I seen it with my own eyes. It's real, It is it, a, a jar full of gold teeth, a whole jar. So, uh, you know, a, a lot of people would say Butler. Some people would say Taylor. Some people would say uh, it, 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 there's so many prisons to pick from because all of them do the same thing. But you always hear me tell you that Swanee is the worst. You know, I've, I've, I've been to Butler. I've been to Taylor. I've been to all of them bad spots. And I've been to Swanee twice. I've never seen anything like it. And I'm sure Inspector Land didn't see anything like that neither. And, you know, I don't know if talking about what really happened at Swanee could get him implicated in something. But I believe that one day he should be granted absolute immunity to tell us what's really going on within the office of the inspector general. And um, I'm sure there will be a lot to be told. That whole entire organization might get flipped and rearranged that day. If they can get Aubrey P. Land to open up. So, um, keep your eyes out for that one. Because one day it may come. Probably not anytime soon. But if you see, if you watch an episode of 60 Minutes and the guest is this inspector, get ready. Because the floodgates are going to open up. His Facebook post. I think that was the last one that I seen on it. I'm getting ready to confess. Asked people to support him. Imagine what's on a man's mind when he asks for support as far as confessions. What else is on his heart? So, with Randall Jordan Aparo, um, he. Uh, give me one second. Yeah, so with uh, Randall Jordan Aparo, um, after Aubrey P. Lamb blew the whistle on it, he filed his lawsuit about you know lost wages and uh, getting his job back. And um, there was a leak of some Facebook posts from some of the officers, um, well, from, from some random Department of Corrections officers who started talking about how the media was overplaying the drama involved in the Randall Jordan Apollo murder and they were saying that the media just threw the bible in there to make it look good and oh he was clutching to his bible how sad check out their posts this clearly gives you insight to the fact that the department of corrections even when it comes to officers not even involved with any of the crimes they're attracting sociopaths. They're attracting psychopaths. They're attracting miserable monsters to supervise the safety of thousands of human beings. That's why it's an agency in chaos. That's why everything is happening the way that it is because of the type of people it attracts. Now, we got to get the, to the bottom of this one way or another to figure out exactly t- two things. What about the Department of Corrections recruiting process appeals to those people and second what are they being taught once they're in there because it's two parts they get there with an expectation and then that expectation is realized they're on the same page somewhere along the line so uh, it's just a a little bit of insight into it but um, the death of, of, of Mr. Jordan Aparo is more of a learning uh mechanism than anything else because you know people were arrested in in his murder and um good inspectors lost their jobs or inspectors lost their jobs when they decided to be good had they continued to be bad remember because his death wasn't uh exposed until four years after he died so if those inspectors had continued down the path of putting out these kind of reports that I read to you guys, they'd still be gainfully employed. And we'd have just never heard of, of Randall Jordan Aparo. So I just wanted to take some time and, and finally touch on that. And, um, you know, this is, is, is one of those situations, you know, when you see so much of this stuff see the pattern and practice of murder and cover up and murder and cover up and corruption and cover up and murder and more murder it can only come from the top so you know it's like somewhere along the line there's a license to kill and that leads me to uh, Catherine Fernandez Rundle down in Miami Um, another big case that came out of the Florida Department of Corrections was the murder of Darren Rainey who Uh, boiled to death in in the showers at at, Dade CI until his skin slipped off. Can you imagine how painful that would be? Can you imagine and, and, and he was mentally ill. Can you imagine what his cries for mercy sounded like? And it took for an inmate to expose that one. Inmate with some heart in a place where they snatched your heart out with fear tactics outright terrorism so um, Catherine Fernandez Rundle declined to prosecute in that case where a man was boiled that's not even we're not even allowed to waterboard terrorists in cold water but we can boil American citizens in scalding hot water That kind of stuff wasn't done to the people that uh, participated in in 9-11. But it can be done to an inmate. And uh, she declined to prosecute. Didn't even prosecute for negligence or manslaughter. Nothing. Just said, nah, we ain't going to do it. And guess what she had aspirations to do? Run to be your governor. When Rick Scott was doing a bad enough job already. So um, it gets back to elections, even in in, in cases of, of this stuff. Everyone you elect better be on the right page. They better be on the right page of history. They better be on the, we can't keep electing bad people. It's not hard to arrest Milton Gases. It's not hard to prove what they do. But for some reason in the state of Florida, we consistently elect we go to the voting booth and we vote for uh, bad apples bad oranges excuse me we we, we get these rotten we get the, the oranges with the green stuff on them and just chunk them right into the governor's mansion and the attorney general offices and all of this and then we wonder why things are as bad as they are now granted you know Florida's a Republican state and that's not saying anything bad about you know, a Democrat or a Republican, I could care less about a, a political affiliation because we've had Democrats in there too that have done worse things. Don't forget, we had uh, we we had Bill Nelson running around here doing absolutely nothing for fifty thousand years, and back then the Department of Corrections was in even worse shape. You know, um, it, it's not a, a, a black or white issue because you know in Florida we had. Uh, Mel Martinez and Butler was a killing machine when he was governor Um, we we had the option of of having Andrew Gillum in office but he was as Tallahassee as it gets he's a Tallahassee veteran and Tallahassee is where all of the troubles coming from so I mean we we just gotta I think good people have to start um, choosing to run for office in this country. I think if we get more people who are uh, seeking to be the change they want to see, then that's when we'll probably see more change in the system. Overnight. If I were the governor, I may have to run for governor. You guys may see Moliere Dimanche on the ballot. Probably soon. But, um, I mean, if I were there, it would be an overnight thing. Overnight thing. Remember, um, there, there, there's a i'm gonna actually put a link to my federal law in, in the description in this one so that you can see you know as an inmate it, i personally made them put audio surveillance in the confinement units guess what happened the uses of force in confinement with chemical agents went all the way down because of me and i'm just a convict so you know it, it, it and and it only came because I applied pressure when they could have did that overnight because guess what when the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals published the case law they put the audio surveillance in overnight just because they didn't want me to get that victory in court you see what I'm saying so it's 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 we got to start looking at the people at the top in the legal realm they call that respondent superior that's the focus that we got to start taking on these things Whether it's the prison system or any other branch of the government, we just keep sending these bad oranges and apples uh, to represent us. So um, we need to get in the mood to start running for office ourselves. And I think we, the people, will solve all of our problems. Till next time.